When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Welcome to episode 21 of the Michiana People podcast. My guest for this episode is Wes Hirschberger, president and CEO of Mapletronics Computers in Goshen, Indiana. Now, Wes is also my boss as I've worked at Mapletronics for nearly 11 years. Now, Wes helped me get the, this podcast started, but never made it mandatory that he be a guest on the show. I did want to do the interview. I just wanted to get a little bit more comfortable as an interviewer before I talked to Wes. This is not a commercial for Mapletronics, but a good discussion of the state of IT for our clients and we also talk about some great things we do as a company. I hope you enjoy it. Mapletronics is the best career choice I ever made. I do want to put out a save the date for a really cool event coming up in August. The Acorn Theater in Three Oaks, Michigan is featuring future podcast guests Starheart and Paul Erdman in their Emerging Artist Series on August 28th at 5 p.m. You can check out acorntheater.com for details. I've had the pleasure of seeing Starheart and Paul Urban play and have also experienced the great venue that the Acorn Theater is. I will be giving away two tickets for the show. Details about that are coming so you can find out how you get a chance to get those tickets. I am super excited about this because both bands have some great original material that is as good as it gets. Whether you're a home computer user or have a large network for your business, you just want the stuff to work. Can you answer these questions? How much data would I lose if my computer or server crashed? Is my data truly secure? Is my network keeping up with my computer users? If not, don't worry, Mapletronics can help you answer those questions. Go to mapletronics.com forward slash Michiana people for a free gift and explore the website to see what Mapletronics can do for you. Traditional advertising is dead. Radio, TV, and magazine ads are ineffective and everyone's interest has fragmented. Volo Marketing will create a strong digital presence for your company using a web development, content creation, search engine optimization, and social media. Their primary focus is growth. If you haven't figured out how to get quality leads or potential customers in the door, you need to give them a call. As a special offer to Michigan People podcast listeners, Grant of Vala Marketing would like to provide you with some free information, a website, a search engine, and a social media audit to help you identify where you're at and where you can go. Give him a call at 574-606-6696 or email Grant at grant at valamarketing.com. That's V-A-L-A marketing.com. 
I know it sounds like I read this, it's because I'm under a time crunch and I had to read it so I didn't have to do 23 takes. So anyway, here's episode 21 with Wes Hirschberger. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in to the Michiana People podcast. My guest today is president and CEO of Mapletronics Computers, established in 1992, and my boss. Mapletronics is dedicated to improving lives through technology. I can attest to that statement because I've worked at Mapletronics for nearly 11 years and have seen our dedication in action. Welcome to the podcast, Wes Hirschberger. Thank you, Scott. I did want to give a quick testimonial on what I feel about Mapletronics because I've been here almost 11 years. Mm -hmm. So my history in a one-minute nutshell was you guys hired me on as a copier salesman. That's right. 11 years ago. That's right. And probably maybe a, a year and a half or two years after that, you decided you didn't want to be in the copier business anymore because it didn't really fit your business model. That's correct. And you gave me two options. I could buy out the copier business and be a copier guy, or I could stay with you, and I wanted to stay with you. And I was, I, I was obviously nervous because I really wasn't qualified to go into the position that you put me in, except for I had sales experience. And I was nervous, and but I got through that. And through the years, you've, I, I've, I've worked here probably during my lowest points and up through my highest points, and you've stayed with me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I appreciate that. Oh, and absolutely. it's been a, a great, uh, just a great place to work. I've grown here, and I've seen what you do for me. I've seen you do it with everybody. And uh, I think that's the best part of a great place to work. Wow. So I, I, I really appreciate that. Well, thanks, God. So... I was thinking about what to talk to you about because I've been here for so long and we've been so close. I mean, you are my direct boss. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't I don't report to you through other people, right. and we talk every day. So, mm -hmm. what do you talk about in a podcast? Now, I haven't been here since the the inception of Mapletronics, and we've talked a little bit about that. But what I kind of wanted you to do is kind of take everything you know now and try to block that from your mind and talk about what the original vision and kind of think about what your business plan was when you first started Mapletronics. Well, so 24 years ago, put my head back in 24 years ago. So, <laughs> so first, before I answer that question, you know, uh -huh. Scott, we, we hire people and we have people on our teams that have the right attitude and right aptitude. Right. And you fit that model, so that's why you've excelled here, even right. with with all that. So you know, you, obviously, through the years you've grown your portion of the business, and you've done an exceptional job. So uh -huh. I, we appreciate our teammates, and you've done an exceptional job. So right. well, thank I just want to make sure to add that in here. So, uh, so back in uh, so '92, so the way the business looked in '92 is, is we bought a Radio Shack dealership. It's actually a, a franchise dealership that Radio Shack used to have back mm. in a number of years ago. Um, during that time, we sold uh, all the widgets, right? We sold the antennas and resistors and transistors and all the uh, the parts that went along right. with Radio Shack. But we also built uh, a line of computers along with that because in the dealer program, what you could do is it was a supplement business, not necessarily the only business. Mm -hmm. So we started building PCs during that time. When we sat down and did our, t uh, we, we actually sat down and did a 10-year plan in 1992. Mm -hmm. And that 10-year plan was basically a retail plan. It, mm -hmm. The notion was to sell retail computer systems much like you would have uh, noticed uh, like a Dell or, or anyone else mm -hmm. but in a store um, 
that we had, a retail store that we had. Right. We accomplished all of our goals in by 1997. So our 10-year plan uh-huh. was accomplished by 1997. We sat down and said, okay, we got to redo this thing. Uh-huh. Um, things were starting to change in the marketplace. Um, companies like Dell, again, Dell and... and uh, Back in those days, it was a company called Gateway. Yeah. It was really big. I bought a Gateway. Did you? Yeah. yeah. The big old towers yeah. with the house. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, that was quite the neat yeah. uh, advertising that they had. Uh, they were coming on strong and just really taking away margin for for most of us retailers that were involved in it. And mm-hmm. we realized that we really needed to change the way that we looked at this. So mm-hmm. We changed our entire model during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so five years in, we, we went from... Completely thinking retail, we're going to be a retail organization, we're going to do some services, but not much. We're just going to fix the stuff on the side mm-hmm. and just sell a lot of computers. That was our original right. idea. Right. So, 97, our model changed to saying, okay, we're going to take and translate our total volume, which was mm-hmm. 90, about 97% uh, was in sales and mm-hmm. about 3% in services. Okay. And we wanted to change that. Uh, by the year 2000 to having 20% in services and 80% in products. Okay. Uh, we were able to accomplish that. We were translated to about 79.21 by the year 2000. Okay. So if you look at models, if you think of models, we went from being a retailer to being an, a value-added reseller. Mm-hmm. And then the next migration for us was to become a what, what's called a solution provider, basically mm-hmm. saying, we're going to provide services packaged together with products all together into one solution and mm-hmm. selling that to our clients. To, um, in conjunction today, we're also a managed service provider, which just means that we manage and totally the IT infrastructure, everything IT related inside of an organization if they choose. Right. So we do both of those services nowadays. So it's been really about four complete reworks of who we mm-hmm. are all along the way. Right. Uh, and I think kind of the neat thing is that you never um, you never hatcheted off the part of the business that you established in 97, really. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can still walk in with your computer and say, hey, it's broke, fix yeah, it. Yeah, let's have that. <laughs> you know, some remnants of those things are still left over. You go yeah. back to our build room, we still build PCs, we still build computers, we still right. do some of those things as well as sell other right. brands as well. But right. Uh, yeah, you're, the the true right. portion of that business all the way from the beginning is still here. Right, That's right. right. That's neat. Um, so, looking at how things have evolved in the last twenty four years, based on and and really taking it down even to the last ten years, how have things changed for your clients? How have their needs and their desires shifted in the last ten years? So, yeah, that's that's an interesting question because when you think about uh, you know 15 years ago, uh, people bought computers to do specific tasks. So mm-hmm. maybe the CFO had one, and and a couple of people in the organization had a computer system on their desk, mm-hmm. and they were using that system to do specific type tasks. Today, when you look at it we're asking users or we're providing users with tools that can do just a, a, a plethora of tasks, mm-hmm. anywhere from email to surfing for information on the internet to uh, doing accounting software to an ER, uh, uh, ERP software to anything all coming off of the system. So mm-hmm. the complexity involved 
has dramatically shifted. Mm -hmm. On top of that, security has shifted. Right. Protecting my information, keeping those tools, uh, that's really shifted. Mm -hmm. Reliance on systems has shifted. You know, 10 years ago, if I were talking to a client and asked them, well, you know, if your computer systems all just died right now, how long could you continue to function? And the, the notion back then 10 years ago is we're just gonna grab our paper back out and yeah. continue to work. Uh-huh. Today, it's like, well, well, we just might as well go home because we can't really do anything at right. this point. Our reliances have changed dramatically. Right. So that view has really changed for a lot of clients, but what still remains the same is that they're a tool mm-hmm. and that Owners and leaders still want one thing. They just want it to work, right? right? So I tell people all the time that the, the number one statement that comes back is, you know, Wes, I just want the crap to work. Right. <laughs> and that's really, that's our, our motivation. Right, right. Motivation. Now, there's been a big, a big push to the cloud. Yes. Everybody says, you got to take it to the cloud. You mm-hmm. got to do this in the cloud and that in the cloud. And with, without giving a hard opinion on it, talking about the inherent risk of going to the cloud. Mm-hmm. What, what, what types of things do you see as the positive is obviously you don't have to keep it in your four walls and you don't have to, you don't have to maintain it, you don't have to pay for upgrades and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what, what are the inherent risks for people who decide they want to take all their stuff to the cloud? So several things that are involved. Basically, you're exchanging certain problems. Mm-hmm. When you have it inside your four walls, if it breaks down, you're down. Mm-hmm. If it's outside in the cloud and your internet connection fails, you're down. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of exchanging certain amounts of failure points uh, within what you know the, the whole scope of access. Mm-hmm. Our our biggest challenge that is sometimes the hardest to really talk about is is business continuity. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's harder to talk about is because finding out what the cloud provider's business continuity strategy is sometimes is a hidden thing. It's not on the same scale of what we talk about. So a a cloud provider will really talk about uptime. They Mm -hmm. just have all these systems to make sure that it fails over to fails over to fails over. Mm -hmm. But what they're not talking about is what happens if something happens and you need to go backward Mm -hmm. or you need to bring it back inside your four walls for some odd reason that there's a bigger problem that's happening out there. So it's this whole notion of in the event of a Mm -hmm. low probability issue, okay, Mm -hmm. how do I continue to keep my business operational? Right. A lot of those are, are low probability again, but high impact Mm -hmm. again if if I lose that my data is gone I'm in I'm in a big serious world of hurt Mm -hmm. I I, I tell people this you know business continuity is one of these things when you lose your data it's kind of hard to call up somebody and say hey I think you owe me some money it's in my receivables do you know how much that was (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of a hard thing yeah it's it's a buck I paid it last week (laughs) so there are some risks in the risks there. This risk is the same really when it's internal or whether it's external, but it's a, a control thing. Mm-hmm. And that is the risk of outside influences taking mm-hmm. large systems down. Right. We all know that there are state-run hacking systems out mm-hmm. there trying to get into and infiltrate systems. The typical is not going to be, I mean, the the big one for these guys is going to be the big guys, right? So they're going to go right. after the bigger guys versus the small guys, you know, mm-hmm. comparison-wise. So there's an exchange of risk there as well. Um, so um, 
Typically, you would think that a larger company would have a better controls, better controls on those systems. Mm -hmm. But I don't see that it, that I don't feel that it's necessarily that way. There's right. just too many outage issues and right. problems that come along. It just seems uh, it seems to me that anybody can put up a pretty website and say they have a great cloud service and. It could be running on a ten-year-old server that they used to use for gaming. Right. Uh, it, it's so you doing due diligence when you're when you're doing that is extremely important. Well, that is exactly the key. I mean, you, you're involved in that all, every day, where mm -hmm. people are asking you, "Well, should I go to this?" And part of your job and where your work obviously is to go mm -hmm. out and search those guys and really find out what is their business continuity program. What, right. What What are they? How are they caring for their equipment? Mm -hmm. What's their refresh strategy? What right. Are, how do they take care of things? Right. Now I got to play. I got to play dumb here because I got to pretend like I don't work here. Sure. But there's thousands of IT companies out there. There's a mm -hmm. thousands of people who do what we say we do. Right. What makes us different? So you know, I think the biggest, the one biggest thing that makes us unique is this: we, as an IT company, have a unique set of language. All IT people have just this language that mm -hmm. is different than what a, let's say, a physician or a lawyer or a CEO of a company or someone else, it's mm -hmm. different than their language. Right. They have a language as well. Mm -hmm. Business owners have a language. Entrepreneurs have a language. And the communication gap between those two languages is really, a, it's a chasm. It's large. It's mm -hmm. a big, it's a Grand Canyon type of, of chasm that we have that really, it's hard to bridge. Right. What, what we've become really good at is to understand and know what business expectations are. Where, what does the owner really want to do? We've been able mm -hmm. to talk that language mm -hmm. and to translate that then into IT language for us internally, but keep it at a business level right. for the, 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 the owners. Mm -hmm. you know, we look at it this way. We have two main objectives, and that is What's that user experience look like? So that's all about keeping it up and operational and the technical support. And you know, if I do have a problem, what happens there? And the second is what's the owner's or leader's experience? Mm -hmm. And you know, as you're, you know, again, here we're talking about, you know, you know this and you breathe this. Yeah. Uh, but your job, right, is every day is to talk to business owners, to talk to leaders, mm -hmm. and to know that language, and then to be that internal person that translates that to the technical support and everything that happens right. internally. And then translates the other stuff back. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. right. So you know, everyone's, you know, I, I know those are just words, mm -hmm. um, but you have to have systems in behind those words. Mm -hmm. And we've taken and, and developed a good enough system now that we can translate those words into some, something that's real right. and it's tangible and we can put it in front of people and we can say, look, it's about business continuity, security, and, and productivity, and we right. can translate it into an everyday language. Right, business language. yeah, and it's, it's exciting to do that. Yeah. It's uh, uh, when we came up with, with, with this way of doing things, it, it made everything easier. Yeah, it uh, And not just selling stuff easier, just made the relationship with our clients easier. Absolutely. So, yeah. so that's, that's, really, that's really fantastic. I did want to talk a little bit about, okay, going back again, thousands of IT companies out there. Mm -hmm. And the model of these IT companies is they need quality engineers to do the work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they've all 
gone out and used search firms. They've put ads in Monster and all the Indeed and all the all the places there, and they finally get the guy that can do what they need. He's got all the certifications. He's got X amount of years of experience. They bring him on. He lasts for a year and then he goes somewhere else. Right. And I know this stuff because my, my new son-in-law now is an IT recruiter and he sees the same names all the time yep. <laughs> come around. Every two years. And, and we, we uh, experienced a little bit of that. Um, you know, the, the, the company's 24 years old and you've got people who were here 24 years ago, That's right. um, which is great. And you've got people who've been here 17 years, 18 years mm -hmm. that, that are in uh, engineering roles. Right. Um, but we, we did go through a kind of a short period where we tried to do what everybody else did. And we tried to bring in the six gun shooter that can do everything. Mm -hmm. And they last a little while and they left. And you kind of changed our approach on that yeah. and I think it's probably one of the neatest things I've seen since I've been here um, and, and and instead of me explaining it talk, talk about our apprenticeship program and why you're doing it and how it's affected us so one of the measurements of really successful companies is the is their turnover rate how, mm -hmm. how many how many times do you turn over in, in a in a year mm -hmm. and the common standard IT company, they have a 20% turnover rate. So that mm -hmm. means, you know, if you spread that out over five years, that means 100% of your people turn over. Right. Um, it, it's really hard to create stability and long-term um, strategies based around that because mm -hmm. you're, you, you just spend so much time training. We, we, we sat and, and, and in determining and looking at that, we said, you know what, this is a leadership problem. Uh, this is this is a multifaceted problem within our leadership, within mm -hmm. our structure, within the way that we recruit, the way we, we look at it. Um, so it, we sat down and said, okay, well, how, how do we fix this problem? Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it, it's talking with a lot of people, going through a lot of things, looking at old systems and how people used to do things back years ago, uh -huh. looking at new stuff. So we, we looked at a lot of things, and what we settled on is this notion that those that have been with us the longest, who are the strongest teammates within our organization, have those been those that we started out with when they really knew very little. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, you know what, maybe that's the best route to go. So we started this apprenticeship program. And the first draft of the apprenticeship program, what we did is we brought a person in and we said, we're going to ramp them on over a period of six months. Mm -hmm and get them through some of the certifications, some of the basic things that we need them to know before they hit that first tier of our support systems. Mm -hmm. We've since revised that and we're now in an eight week program uh, where it's very high intense mm -hmm. uh, education in the first two months of coming on board. Mm -hmm. What we're really looking for is this, the recruits that we have and that we look for are those guys again with attitude and aptitude. Mm -hmm. uh, those two things, if we have that, if we have get, you know, somebody likes to tinker, um, I've, I've seen garage mechanics go through. I've seen, uh -huh. uh, you know, years ago I hired a garage mechanic. I've seen uh, bartenders. I've seen, you know, we've yeah. seen a lot of different people, ambulance drivers. We've seen a lot of people come into mm. this program already. And the neat thing is, is that, you know, they, these are the kind of guys that, you know, go home at night and they play with computers. Right. And they didn't really think about, hey, you know what, I could do this for a living and mm -hmm. didn't know how to break into the industry. Right. So what we're able to do now is to bring them in 
eight weeks of heavy education, by the time that you get out of that program and you're ready to start to go into the real the, the work on a daily basis, mm -hmm. you should have a A-plus certification, a Net-plus certification, and, and a Server-plus. Mm -hmm. So you've already got the basis of certification. You're ready to go. You've gone through the soft skills training. You know how to talk to people. You know how to interact with clients. So you have a, just mm -hmm. a heavy education piece. On top of that, we're redoing and reworking everything so that each teammate inside of our organization knows, okay, I'm now starting in at this entry level, and we have 10 levels all the way up to the top level of technical uh, knowledge. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they know exactly what the next step is, what education they need, what experience they need, what kind of, of cons uh, customer service skills they need. They know what those levels are. We're implementing that right now so that they know what their career path looks like. Mm -hmm. They can also pop out of there and go into leadership, but they also know if they're gonna stay in the technical track that exactly what the next stage is and steps right. for them. I think it's cool because uh, it's obviously an all ages uh, type, type of program. Yeah. We, we've get, we gotten kids in that I didn't know were old enough to have a driver's license. and <laughs> One what, barely is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get older, they all look like they're 12 right. anyway. So, and, and then I've seen a few that come in at a little bit closer to my age. So it's, you know, it's really neat that no matter where you are in life, if you want to make a career change, man, you can come to Maple Triangles. If, if IT is what you want to get into, you could come here and you could potentially get to that 10th level engineer and, and be a big player here at Maple Triangles. That Absolutely. is so cool. Yeah. And, and ever since we started that, we, we haven't had any major turnover in, in engineers. Exactly. We have dropped our, our turnover ratio um, now is, you know, I don't know where it is to date right now, but it's got to be somewhere below that 10%. Right. Um, I know it's been that way for a little while here now, and it's just because yeah. teammates are so excited about their next level of career path growth, and they don't have to look externally for that next growth level, mm -hmm. right? They, they can do it right here, and we're going to pay for and help them with that education all the way through right. and support them. Right, and it's funny because uh, even before the apprenticeship program came on, we kind of had a way to bring people along because we had our inside service and things like that. Every time I've come to you or anybody in, in the leadership role and said, hey, that guy's sharp, you need to do something with him, you already knew. Yeah. <laughs> you, already, you already had a plan in place. And I, th I think that's cool. Because you know, I've watched you know, the, the guy that's in charge of our uh, uh, project management right now. Oh, yeah. you know, when he started, I think, the same year I did, and he was just a kid. I mean, yeah. was he 18? Or, you yeah, know? I'm not even sure. I think he was working part-time while he was in high school. I think that's where we actually okay. got him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he started in the build room. Yeah. 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 And, you know, here he is now. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and it's just great to see that type of stuff happen. And as, as a company who is providing a service to people, having that stability is just key. It is. It absolutely is. And that was our biggest frustration with the turnover rate because, again, you know, our clients are, are just like we are. You know, if I mm -hmm. call up, a, uh, you know, somebody that's a partner of mine, if I call up my, my partner that's in accounting, my mm -hmm. accounting partner, my banking partner, my uh, law partner, any right. of those guys, um, I call them and I want that stability. And every time it changes over, it's just it's really frustrating because mm. you just got to start over again. Right. And that's a really frustrating experience for people. Yeah. We wanted that stability. Yeah. Right, right. And it's, it's, it's worked out very well. Yeah. 
I, I don't think I ever told you how impressed I was with the well, program, so now okay. I've told you. Good, so. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Wish I could take all the credit for it, but I can't. You know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's, that's it, not the way it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great program, though. Um, I, we, we've talked about what's kind of currently going on in, in the whole IT world. What do you see happening in the next two or three years? It is becoming much more difficult for a CIO or a IT uh, leader or a IT manager or even an IT individual to mm. be able to really translate and understand where the business is going mm. and how to how he can help with that how mm. he or she can help um, that complexity is becoming harder and harder and the frustration of uh, from leadership of having IT be behind or the disruptions involved um, especially when it comes to security disruptions, when you know mm -hmm. hacking and ransomware and all those things that are really right. a big threat right now, that's becoming a larger and larger frustration as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think I think we, you know, our path, obviously, our vision is is that over the next couple of years, uh, we're going to continue to develop um, systems that allow business owners to to just really know where they're at with their IT mm -hmm. and how it's really you know, working for them. So they can concentrate straight on their business objectives. Mm -hmm. In the next two to three years, some of the biggest and hardest hit issues are going to all revolve around security. Okay. Uh, security continues to be, every day we see a brand new ransomware. And ransomware right. is this notion that um, somebody clicked on something wrong and it starts to encrypt all your files on your computer mm -hmm. and you can't get to it unless you pay up. Yeah. To have money encrypted. Yeah. And usually these guys are friendly enough to <laughs> give you a little bit of a hint that they yeah, can undo it. Yeah, yeah, they are real friendly <laughs> as long as you pay between. But these numbers are starting to increase. It used to be $200, $300 to encrypt. Hmm. Now, you know, we're seeing $3,000, $4,000 wow. a pop on each time. And, and um, you know, if it happens a couple of times, you know, pretty soon you're into some pretty good sized numbers. Mm -hmm. and, um, if you don't have a really good security system and a really good business continuity system mm -hmm. you, you're really at a big risk and so those are those are some of the big things that we're really really working on right right Get, getting off topic a little bit you're you're close to my age you're a little bit younger and you're getting into emptiness syndrome <laughs> as well oh, well. um how, how's that going for you <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, Janelle and I were looked we looked at each other the other night again and said, "What are we going to do?" I mean, Holly yeah. is about to go off to Ecuador for three months in yeah. a, a mission project, and and uh, we're going to be looking at each other and saying, "Okay, now what's next? What's tonight? You know, yeah. What are we going to do?" Yeah. And, uh, so we've actually started taking some of your advice and what you've been doing and um, uh -huh. looking at, okay, we gotta, we, we've got to fill our lives with some other things and right. some activities that we can do together and share. And um, So, yeah, it's, uh, uh, besides that, uh, since our kids are starting to you know, disperse in other areas, we're, we're just going to mm -hmm. be going visiting them a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> Whether good. they like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, just to add on to my advice, the word no just has to go away from your vocabulary. <laughs> When Janelle suggests something that sounds really, really bad for you, just go ahead and do, do it, it because anyway. it'll be okay. <laughs> Thanks for that advice. And just counter with another suggestion. There you go. <laughs> and and um, it's funny. We... Lisa and I went to a singer-songwriter competition last night, and it was my suggestion. 
I got home from work and I was beat because it's been a, a heavy week. And yeah. uh, uh, and she said, and it was my suggestion. She said, "Oh no, you said we were going, so I intend to go." <laughs> so we went, <laughs> and it was a yes dear. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, dear. Got home at about eleven thirty from that. So. <laughs> The, the one other thing that just just came to mind with all this with with all this cloud stuff and Goshen isn't necessarily a rural area but around it is and all the clients that we service we service some in some rural areas do you have any kind of a pulse on what broadband internet type stuff uh, I know all of our presidential candidates have mentioned it, mm -hmm. um, but do you know if there's any real plan in place? Uh, we've been talking about this since Bush. Sure. And is there anything in place for them to get off of either crappy DSL or even yeah. dial-up? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, the, the interesting thing with the internet is that, that there's always this new thing that comes out that really starts to pull bandwidth down. Uh -huh. um, so now, you know, let's take 10 years ago, I mean, we got email. Yeah. <laughs> and our dial-up tones uh, were out there. Today, we're consuming, you know, movies across it, our music's oh, coming yeah. across it. We're consuming uh, voice or video um, mm -hmm. chatting and, and just a lot of things. So the consumption just continues to get larger and larger mm -hmm. and and it's it's not always a straight line up it's a it's a kind of stair step up right and so there's you know if you if you look back uh three years ago i said i was said you know what we're really in pretty good shape and we have you know companies that are really aggressively bringing more and more bandwidth to to the area mm -hmm. and it's working out really well well we're at a at, at a at a plateau again we're at a place again where you know dsl doesn't seem to be growing in any great shape. I mean, it's right. somewhat, but it's just not keeping up with the demand. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we've had some cable providers that come in and, and have made some, some really good inroads and now seem like they've disappeared and just mm -hmm. aren't making the infrastructure changes and so on. Right. What I'm really excited about right now is that there is a, uh, a wireless provider and there's a number of wireless providers around. And this is not like your, your cell phone wireless. This is wireless mm -hmm. internet providers. Mm -hmm. Um, and currently there's some out there like Copper Wireless and I um, can't think of some of the other ones out there right now, but the big one that's really starting to make some real big inroads in this area is Surfair. Mm -hmm. And Surfair is, is starting to deliver, uh, they've, they've, they've come into this area and are starting to make some really big impact. And they're really looking at that rural area and saying, what can we do? Mm -hmm. How can we provide this better and a better service? And so I'm pretty excited about what they're doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, there is some you know, there's, there, there continues to be talk about, and there is some funding out there for some of the rural areas to get better internet services. Um, right. Some of that has, has it just really hasn't applied here as much because if you look at the maps, um, you know, Goshen is a non, it's not in the rural. Yeah. So now you, you, in Elkhart County, for instance, it's Middlebury and Napanee, and that's about it. Yeah, right. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't, the models just don't fit the funding on the backside. Mm. So I get excited when I see smaller companies like Surfair going, coming in and saying, let's do something different. Let's okay. do something big. And so I get excited about that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, just to, to wrap things up, ever since I've worked here, you have always told us that it's important to be involved in the community. Yes. And you know that I tried really hard 
on a couple different ways to do it. Yeah. And it just didn't work out for me. So the idea for the podcast came about. Yeah. And the first person I had to pitch it to was my wife because I was going to fund the whole thing myself. Yeah. And then I woke up the next morning and decided that I was going to write a proposal and see if you would help me out. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I just remember one thing I said, I, I, in passing, I said to you, you know, I think this is going to be good for Mapletronics. And your reply was, it already is. Mm -hmm. And I, I really appreciate that because, mm -hmm. you, you know, you helped with some of my startup costs. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, this is obviously, you've listened to a few of them. This has obviously become something more of a passion than I even expected. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm I'm meeting cool people every single day, yeah. and and I meet people through the people I talk to on the podcast, and I, I uh, connect with people who are are doing great things in this community in South Bend and Niles and Buchanan and Mishawak all over the place, yeah. and and the the only the only frustration I have is I can't be everywhere at the same time because <laughs> I want to support all of them, yeah. but but I, I really appreciate that you've yeah. you've really uh you've really helped me out in getting this started and sure. i've even recorded a few of them in our office oh, so awesome and, and we're in your office right now yeah but uh thank thanks so much for being being on the podcast i told you i wanted to wait until i felt like i was a better interviewer <laughs> until until i talked to you so uh i think you're going to be episode 21 All right. so <laughs> <laughs> hey so, i've got have come to age yeah, right? yeah 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 and we've got a few more listeners now so if you know a few more more people will hear you. <laughs> well, you know, I Scott, you know, when you brought this uh, to us at first, I, you know, I was I was interested in kind of your pitch and everything. But what is it? It's starting to evolve to. I mean, there are so many really, really interesting people who are contributing so much to this community. I mean, mm -hmm. all the way across Michigan, and they're fascinating. The stories are absolutely yeah. fascinating. What motivates people and what what they're doing to help others out. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, man, I just encourage you to keep on doing this. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've talked about some different names and other right. people to interview. I, that's been with the, the different boards that I get to serve on and, and people that I've been able to meet in the community. I, I just get so excited about oh, people and yeah. what they're doing yeah. and how yeah. much they help each other. I mean, right. this is, uh, this is one of the, I've only lived here in Columbus, Ohio and, uh, or actually here in Columbus, Ohio, but, uh, -huh. uh I'm just always fascinated by how this community cares for each other and how it contributes mm -hmm. and how it just, it, it's just a great community right. and it's fascinating. So. Right. It's, it's so incredibly positive and I've told you I've been hanging around in South Bend a lot lately and yeah. you, you talk to somebody there and they know this one and this one and this one and you find out when they open their business, all these other people were in helping them paint and put stuff together mm -hmm. and, and they, they didn't want anything more out of it than, than to get them open. Yeah, CSCC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that's, that's really cool, and meeting those type cool. of people. Obviously, when you, when you meet those type of people, it pumps you up. It gives you um, little nuggets to take with you and make your own life better, so it's great. Uh, One other thing to put back in when you asked me about what makes us unique. Uh -huh. um, I thought, let's just talk about a little bit about how that works because this is really how, what you do on a daily basis. Right. And that is the whole notion that you know, you're not considered a salesperson. Here. Right. You are considered an account manager, which is very different and very unique. And our method of selling is not to sell our stuff to people. It is to sit down with people and solve what their needs are. Right. 
even when we don't know what those needs are. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I, it's funny whenever I go out and I, uh, let's, let's say I go and buy a new vehicle and I, I go to my, my guy who takes care of all that and uh -huh. I say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about buying something new and he'll say, well, what do you want? Well, I don't know what I want. I want you to tell me what's good. This is what I'm thinking yeah. and tell me what, you know, yeah. I need. And in, in this business, since it's gotten so complex, we've really, again, had to create another system that allows us to solve with our client, to really mm -hmm. sit down and listen to them, to tailor something specifically to them, to give an equip, to be able to make some really good decisions and then give control back to say, here, right. here's some options, here's some way that you can make some things, mm -hmm. uh, make it work in your, in, in your environment. Mm -hmm. So you've been a part of helping create that. Um, you know, I've, I've always known, oh, actually, mm -hmm. I haven't always known. I was taught and I found this art the wrong way. But I was taught many years ago as a great leader is never think you have to do everything yourself because you always fail. Because mm -hmm. uh, you don't always have every brightest idea there is. So mm -hmm. what you do is surround yourself with really, really good people mm -hmm. and then just listen right. and make something work out of that. And that's how that whole system came about. Um, you were a part of it. Many other people were a part of it. I have a lot of mentors who've been along the way. We've, you know, we read a lot of books. We do uh, a lot of things to get that to put together. Oh, right. Yeah. But uh, that's another really unique difference between us and our competition is mm -hmm. this notion that we have of solving with the client instead of selling to the client. Mm, right. So that experience is very different. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, once again, it's just an easier relationship and a better, longer lasting relationship with the client. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll decide whether to put that in or not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, cutting it in may be a little bit hard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll try it. Okay. I, I've done I've done it once and it sounded kind of ugly. So. Okay. I'm still <laughs> recording. That's a good place or not. I'm cutting this part out. Well, Wes, thank you for being on the podcast. Well, thank and, you, Scott. Um, I will. Uh, uh, try very hard to make my sales goals this month <laughs> and uh this one this was actually coming up uh monday because the one i did uh previous that was going to go monday they want to stretch it out a little bit because they have a big premiere coming up and they want to do it closer to the premiere so oh great so i Good. i'm going to get yours all edited and introed this weekend and put it up Monday. Well, so, very good. Uh, very good. We'll, we'll see that on Monday. Maybe we can find some ways to help promote you. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you, Scott. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.